discussing the news and making sense of Rwanda, a nation on the go. You're listening to The Long Form with Sunny Nayombia. Welcome everyone to the very first episode of The Long Form with Sunny Nayombia. Ever since I chose this name, I've been asked what exactly long form is. According to the dictionary, long form is denoting or relating to content of a type that is lengthy, especially a type of journalism characterized by long or in-depth articles. And while this podcast will utilize the spoken word rather than the written one, we shall endeavor to tackle the biggest issues of the week in detail and with freshness. By the way, if you want to share your thoughts on the topics I am discussing, you can by using the hashtag longformrw on Twitter. Be a part of the conversation. But before we continue, do you know what you need to do today? You need to join the over 40,000 daily subscribers of the New Times e-paper and enjoy credible, in-depth news on Rwanda as well as the rest of the world. Visit the website newtimes.co.rw and register for the New Times e-paper for free. Read the New Times newspaper, Rwanda's leading daily. And now back to the show. To help me navigate the topics this week, I'm joined by my producer, Precious Kirezi. How are you doing, Precious? I'm doing well, Sunny. How are you? I'm doing great. So, Precious, what is the first story we're going to tackle this week? The 2022 Corruption Perception Index ranked 180 countries by the perception of public sector corruption. Among the least corrupt countries, Rwanda ranked 54th globally, 4th in Africa, and 1st in East Africa. Is Rwanda's position something to be celebrated? Are we winning the fight against corruption? If you look at the way people perceive corruption in this country, yes, we're doing well. However, I still think that there is a lot more work that needs to be done to change the perception. And I think the government has done an okay job, right? It's not a bad job. I would not give them 100%. I would give them a good 50 So you're not going to give them a pat on the back for sending less than other countries? No, because I think what the government has gotten us used to is the idea that we aim for the, to be the very best. Right, so when we look at Denmark, when we look at countries like New Zealand, why can't we be like that? Why can't our public perceive the state in a better way? And I think that when we see people like uh, former minister Bamorici going to jail for four years, that changes perception. So it means that yes, things are going, but there are also issues that the government needs to do a lot better in. On the 3rd of this month, a court in Kigali handed a two-year suspended sentence to 15-year-old Mustafa Nzamnita for possession and sale of cannabis. He was fined with 1 million redden francs, although he won't have to pay the fine unless he abuses the conditions of his sentence. The case raised a riot on social media all week, and I'm curious to know what your opinion is, Sunny. What are the larger issues that this case highlighted? So this is an interesting case for me because, again, I've taken some interest on the reforms that are happening right now in the justice sector. Um, Today, the justice ministry is working on 
actualizing a system where words like plea bargaining, community service, and parole are part and parcel of the judicial culture. But moving beyond justice, I think we need to have a larger conversation about who we are as a people and how we look at crime and punishment. Because everyone has uh, been talking about whether or not the he was 13 or 14 or 15. For me, that's besides the point. The fact of the matter is, he was a child. He was a child. Whether he could be criminally prosecuted or not, he was a child. And the larger question for me was, it's not a, a question of criminal justice. I think there are questions of what is the community doing or how is the community failing our children? I think the case merges issues of child neglect, child endangerment, child rights, petty crime linked to poverty, recreational drug use, and whether or not we should be even criminalizing it. I point a finger at his uncles and aunts and cousins. I point a finger at the churches and the mosques. Because if you see a case like this, that means that so many things have gone wrong for this child for him to appear before a judge that's my thought i feel nothing but shame and regret and i feel that a lot more questions need to be asked not of the ministry of justice but rather at the ministry of family affairs people need to get involved we cannot we cannot see a child by himself and just move on about our day. This is not right. This is not who we ought to be as a country. Are you looking for a job or is there a tender you want to bid for? Look no further. On the New Times Job Mart, you will find hundreds of jobs and tender listings as well as well-qualified professionals looking to share their skills with you. Visit the Job Mart today by going to its website, Jobs newtimes.co.rw and if you want to post a job opportunity call 0785-289489 and ask about the great rates and now back to the show time for the big story this week on Thursday, the family of Chantal Guinondebe, a patient who died at Bajo Hospital during a surgery in 2021, lodged an appeal to the court in response to the doctors being granted an acquittal. Now joining me today to discuss not only this case, but what this case means in the largest sense is Hudson Kutessa, the reporter that's been following this case for the last two years. How are you doing today, Hudson? I'm doing good, Sunny. How are you doing? I'm doing well. So Hudson, can you give us a small breakdown of this case? Well, the whole story starts in 2021 20, September when this female patient, uh, Chantal Nguinondebe, checks into Baho Hospital to have a minor surgery. Very minor, actually, because it was just a removal of an IUD, interuterine device for yeah. her body. And then she ends up dying in the wow. operation in the theater. Okay. So in the aftermath of her death, uh, Baho Hospital was investigated. And the Ministry of Health found that there was some negligence in this case and other cases. Okay. And as a result, uh, the doctors that 
carried out this operation, uh, an anesthesiologist and um, gynecologist were arrested and prosecuted. And uh, was the prosecution successful? Well, uh, no, it wasn't successful because uh. they were acquitted. Okay. Yeah, late, late last year they were uh. acquitted mm -hmm. because they didn't find anything incriminating them uh, to the negligence yeah. uh, in this particular case. Were you surprised by the verdict? Yeah, absolutely. I think a lot of people were surprised mm. because, first of all, this is one of the cases that made Baho Hospital to be closed in 2021. And we thought, okay, if it is that big to make such a hospital be closed, then it should be something that should also incriminate these medics. But then to the surprise of a lot of people, they were just, you know, acquitted. Well, I, I think we need to also remember that while Baho was closed, uh, it was actually reopened in March 14th, 2022 by the Ministry of Health. So I assume that something changed there. Something changed. First of all, they went into a better facility. I mm. think they hired uh, more people. They, they did a lot of changes that were, uh, were instructed by the Ministry of Health, so they were allowed to open. So is this is is are such issues right? So because it, it's obviously the court, the case is still in court. So there's there's still some moving parts. Perhaps you know they 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 might not get acquitted next time in the next appeal. So there's still a couple of questions. But I want to ask: is is it only Baho that's been guilty in the public opinion of uh, negligence among hospitals, or is it? something that we've kind of gotten used to yeah when we talk about public opinion uh, a lot of people are talking about different hospitals different uh, health facilities out there um, on social media but uh, when we are talking about realities we have to look at which hospital has been uh, fined for example money because of negligence mm -hmm. and we've had such cases you know in the past two three years uh, in 2021 uh, King Faisal Hospital and together with uh, RMH, Randa Military Hospital, Kanombe, were both fined together jointly 125 million Randan francs for, you know, cutting off a breast of a patient, yet the breast was cancer-free. And um, it remind me, I think there's also another case um, in uh, 2023, this year, where Agasabo fined King Faisal um, almost $110,000 for negligence as well. Do you, do you remember the story? Yeah, absolutely. It, it was uh, a mother who went to the hospital uh, to give birth. Mm. And then uh, she, she had the doctor that had um, looked at her before had, uh, had prescribed um, a C-section. Mm. But the doctors at King Faisal Hospital said, no, we're not going to take you through a C-section. And then what happened? So she had to wait. She spent about 24 hours in the, in the labor Christ. room and failed to deliver. Yeah. And this affected her kid. When she gave birth, the, the kid seemed to be growing normally, but reached six years, didn't talk, couldn't sit, and really looked like a very abnormal kid. So she went to the court and said all of these abnormalities came from that time when she had issues delivering this baby. So Yeah, so, I mean, I guess stories like that, you know, um, kind of make one wonder 
Are we just surviving by the grace of God like that we never go to hospital? You know, we get sick and we expect that the doctors who will take care of us are willing to do the job and know what they're doing. So what do you think about, you know, the idea that one, you have all this, this conversation on social media, in the papers about negligence and the fact that our doctors really don't know what they're doing. And the idea that we're also saying that people need to come to Rwanda for medical tourism or we want to create this medical tourism hub. Are those things balanced in your opinion? First of all, let me just make a little disclaimer. I don't want to be insensitive because there were uh, human victims in these mm. cases. But I want also to say that our health system is not doesn't have really, really big issues as you can read on social media. Mm. These things of negligence and cases of uh, failure on the part of the on the part of the medics are happening even in other countries. So um, just like any other job, I'm a journalist. I can do a mistake, correct it tomorrow. Doctors do these mistakes. All they need to do is to minimize them, but this doesn't make our health system to be like really really bad because this happens even in other countries i guess i guess for me the larger question again we go back to the idea of perception right because you're now talking about facts on the ground yeah. obviously i've used local doctors mm. i've had no problem with local doctors right but then the conversations i feel around the issues of how people get treatment that's the that's a challenge in my experience i have a great ex i've had great experiences with our local doctors but there's a question of the fact that people don't trust them in your opinion are are we seeing uh, more cases of uh, medical malpractice or less in my opinion there can be more mm. currently because like i can say like in the last three years we've seen some really really big cases but it doesn't really mean that we are so much on the bad side of things more than other countries. Well, I guess, again, I, I in these kind of things, I don't like to talk about other countries sure. because, you know, your experience is only your experience. Mm. You know, our lived reality is where we are, not where we can be. I guess if you say on one side that more people are suing Mm. Is it a good thing? Because I could also argue that maybe people have trust in our judicial system mm. that they will actually get a fair trial, right? Versus some who will then get bad treatment and think that they have no choice but to accept it. Is there maybe a positive there that maybe people are looking at the judicial system and saying, you know what, this is a fair place to make my complaints rather than, you know, let me just suffer in pain? I think it's more a matter of who people are and less about whether the judicial system is more trustworthy than the health sector or vice versa because some people will take the pain and suffer silently and others will want an outlet for how much they've been hurt. So it really depends on am I going to am I, am I going to sue these people, teach them a lesson, like really express what, what, it, what they made me feel for reparations. Or do I just accept that it can't be changed and move on and live with it? I mean, that's uh, an interesting question. And I think that this issue is something that will keep coming up. I'm pretty sure Hudson will continue covering those stories. And uh, with that, 
I would like to call an end to this very first episode of The Long Form with Sanina Yombia. But before we go, I would like to ask, would you like to partner with us here on The Long Form with Sanina Yombia? If you do, you can reach out to us by sending an email to sales at newtimesronda.com and ask for our rates. Partner with us and become part of Ronda's most exciting and in-depth podcast. If you enjoy this show, subscribe to The Long Form with Sanina Yombia on your favorite podcast service. You can find us on Spotify and Apple Podcasts as well as on the New Times website. Until next week, goodbye.